what we're doing is we're looking at anxiety and we're saying, hey, you're a messenger and you're here to tell me something. What are you here to tell me? This is Alopecia Life with your host, Deanne Graham. You'll hear interviews with specialists in their field and parents who are helping their child move through life while living with alopecia areata, along with conversations with alopecia rock stars who are making a difference. Alopecia Life is here to provide you with support, accurate information, inspiring stories, and life hacks to help you navigate the world of hair loss. Whether you've just been diagnosed or have had it for ages, Alopecia Life has been created to share all the information you may want or need to do alopecia your way. Welcome to this episode of Alopecia Life. Today's guest is Sheridan Ruth. She's both an alopecia coach and yoga therapist and supports women with alopecia in their journey to feel more self-acceptance, step into their true power and radiate confidence. Since losing her hair at seven years old, Sheridan battled self-doubt, anxiety, insecurity, trauma, body image, and mental health challenges. For years, she felt disconnected from her body and inner wisdom and felt like she was searching for answers. She began to make her way through the challenges and into empowerment using yoga, meditation, and other mind-body practices. Through years of study, she felt a deep understanding of the connection between the mind and body and has cultivated her own unique methodology that unites esoteric teachings with evidence-based Western sciences, such as psychology. Today, she is motivated to support women who are looking for internal and external confidence and ready to use holistic practices that create lasting change in their lives. Throughout the episode, we talk a lot about building confidence and not only how it relates to our alopecia experience, but our experience as humans who don't always have the tools to put into practice when anxiety and challenging life experiences come into play. We also share what is new with her practice and where you can reach out to learn more. Sheridan, welcome to Alopecia Life today. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here and to be chatting with you. It's exciting. Yeah, I'm really excited too. Um, you and I connected and we've, I've just kind of been watching how um, you've been you know, working with people with alopecia, but we'll kind of get into that in a little bit. First off, I would just love to have you share with listeners what your alopecia story is. Yeah, of course. So kind of like you, you and I have sat in common that I really began my experience with alopecia at around seven years old. Mm -hmm. So my story is that, you know, at seven years old, I was at the hairdresser and the hairdresser found a patch. And after that, I went to all the doctors and did all the things. And it took a couple of years, but through all the treatments that didn't work for me, and this was, I'm 28 now. So this was just over 20 years ago. All of my hair fell out and most of my hair probably fell out up until about the age 16 and I started wearing wigs probably at around the age of 12 or 13 and you know that was a whole experience for me and I really just kept taking it day at a time up until I was about you know a young adult 22 or, or something like that and I really struggled with the mental and emotional part of alopecia. Uh, It was really, really difficult for me. It led me to a lot of really good tools because of the struggles that I had, but it was hard. And probably when I was around about 26 or 27 or so, that was when 
I developed alopecia universalis. So that was when I started losing like my arm hair and my eyelashes and my nose and my eyebrows and all of those things. And it was also the same time that I started spending more time without wearing a wig because up until then I was wearing a wig and I didn't really talk about my hair loss a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so at the same time, I started losing more hair. I started finding my own way of being a little bit more public with it. and. Now I have these wonderful eyelashes that I am in love with that are the longest that I've had ever. (laughs) And I have no other hair, which is very ironic, but Mm -hmm. it's, it's good. It's there. And yeah, that's kind of the, the tangible experience that I've had with alopecia. Mm -hmm. And I think when people are listening to this, most of our listeners either have alopecia themselves or they're a parent of a child living with alopecia. So they can relate in the way that you know, you're, you're talking about the, the mental aspects of it, the emotional piece of it that is not really talked about, but it's such a huge part of losing our hair, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you've done a lot of work around this. Like you said, you, you found some tools to work with, but it was really yoga, right? That, that kind of started you off with with having a method of dealing with hair loss in a way that was kind of different than, than other methods that you found. Yeah. I, I think, you know, what you're saying is so important because it's so easy to focus on the treatment side of things and the symptom side of things. And even, you know, getting the right wig and, and picking the right one and making the decision around the wigs and the tattoos and what am I doing and who am I telling? But mm-hmm. all of that is really driven by the mental and emotional experience that you're having inside. Mm -hmm. And it's so different for everyone. And I think that now having a little bit of hindsight, having, you know, being an adult, thinking about having my own kids and things like that, thinking about, well, how do I, how do I help my family members manage it? Because it's not just the mental and emotional for the person that's experiencing it. It's the mental and emotional for their entire community, whether that mm-hmm. is family, friends, extended family, people at school. It's a big deal for everyone. Absolutely. And I think for me, yoga was one of the easiest ways for me to start looking into what was happening inside of me. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, hopefully people who have arrived at this podcast have more like, you know, you're on the internet now, you have more resources Mm -hmm. and there are people who are supporting people with alopecia in so many different ways. And it's really, really wonderful. But a lot of it feels very alone Mm -hmm. that people don't get it and confusing. Mm -hmm. And so yoga, funnily enough, I entered into it kind of wanting to feel a certain way about my body, right? I wanted like the abs and like the yoga body that everyone kind of like looks to and is like, oh yeah, yoga body. Mm -hmm. Because I felt insecure about how I looked. I didn't like Mm -hmm. that I didn't have any hair, even though I pretended that I did. Mm -hmm. I didn't like it. So I overcompensated and I tried to look a certain way in my body. And I found that yoga is not about doing the splits or doing Mm -hmm. a handstand. It's about understanding and being with all of the different sensations that you have in your body and all of your, your mind and your emotions and all of that. And that led me to meditation, which has led me to understanding the trauma response and all of these different things that 
really end up being about like emotional and mental. I like the word mastery at the moment, kind of Mm -hmm. like understanding it Mm -hmm. and finding peace from it and moving forward in an empowered way. I love that you're bringing in all these other modalities to meditation. And I also love that you're talking about mastery of these things because it is it is something that we just work for towards, right? When we start a practice like this. And can you talk a little bit more about trauma response? When when people are hearing that, what are what are you talking about personally? Yeah, it's a big topic. Um so I think when we're looking at it through the lens of alopecia and people will ask me sometimes, you know, does stress cause alopecia? Did my trauma cause alopecia? And I don't feel qualified to talk about that. There's a Mm -hmm. lot of unknown. We don't, we don't know the answer to that. Some people will say yes. Some people will say no. Some studies will point to yes. Some studies will point to no. Mm -hmm. But what I can say is that your body, when it is experiencing something that is unknown and difficult, such as a car accident or a difficult conversation, what it does is it changes the physiological kind of makeup that's inside, right? Your nervous Mm -hmm. system changes. You feel maybe your heart beats a little bit faster or you begin sweating, or maybe it feels like you kind of just shut down or maybe you you just need to get out of there. You just feel like you need to get out of there or you get really sad or you get really anxious. And that is what we would call a trauma response. Mm-hmm. And it happens to you. No, it happens to you when your body experiences something that is maybe just a little bit too much for it to process in the moment. It's not. It doesn't have to be like this big, big T trauma, which we would you know call like a really big traumatic event. Mm-hmm. It's just has something happened to you that's been a little bit too much for you to process and. You know, at this point, every single person on the entire planet of Earth has experienced trauma because it's 2022 and we're going through mm-hmm. COVID. <laughs> too much to process, too much unknown, very confusing. We don't know what to do with it. So it becomes traumatic, right? Mm-hmm. On top of that, finding out that you have hair loss for many people is going to give you anxiety, is going to make you sad, is going to feel you're going to have a trauma response to it. Mm-hmm. And everyone has different ways that their body is kind of made up to respond, right? You might respond by like wanting to fix it and find all the answers and just control it. And I might respond by just wanting to ignore it. What do you find works for folks who ignore it, right? I mean, and and ignoring it isn't, you, you can't ignore alopecia, right? Because whatever you do, you're faced with it when you look in the mirror or you don't look in the mirror. I mean, how often do we hear that, right? I can't even look at myself in the mirror. I just put a wig on it, put a hat on, whatever it is, and I and I just leave for the day, right? So is that what you mean by ignoring it? That is what I mean by ignoring it. And I will also say that sometimes ignoring it comes, it's about kind of not being with the sensations and the emotional aspect of it, right? We all, mm-hmm. when we experience alopecia, we experience a phase or numerous phases. If you're living with alopecia for your entire life, you're going to live through many different phases of grief. Grief is not something that we tick a box off. It's done, completed. I've grieved that. No, it's something that you learn to live with. Yeah. So 
ignoring it is basically just not wanting to be with the experience and the emotional part of it. So that sometimes is not looking at yourself in the mirror. And sometimes it's becoming very, very almost compulsive towards looking for a cure or picking Mm -hmm. the right wig, that and thinking about it, reading about it, learning about it, right? Mm -hmm. It's staying very much in your head. What can I do to control this? How can I understand this better? Mm -hmm. And by staying with those thoughts, what we're doing is we're effectively removing ourselves from the experience, from the bodily experience, being with the emotions and the sensations that are caused by the reality that you or somebody in your life is losing their hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. That's a great definition of that and a kind of a, a nice visual too that people can connect with for sure. Now, you do a lot around anxiety and yoga practice. And I'd love to hear a little bit more about that because you mentioned anxiety several times. And I know that it's, like you said, it's 2022. We all understand it. We are not a stranger to this, no one. And so I'd love to hear how you kind of connect the two together, yoga and anxiety, anxiety relief, I should say, and mm. and kind of take someone through that process if you're willing to share. Yeah, of course. That's such a great question. I think first of all, just recognizing that anxiety is not like this big bad thing and there's really no shame in having it. It's Mm -hmm. just something that happens to everyone when we, it's a fierce, it's a fear state, right? We're scared of something that could possibly happen or may not happen. So we feel a little bit anxious about that. And I like to look at anxiety, anyone who's kind of familiar with, maybe if you've learned a little bit about anxiety, I really like looking at anxiety as a little bit more of a messenger. So this is kind of taking like a Cheryl Cole. If anyone is interested in reading like The Wisdom of Anxiety by Cheryl Cole, it's a wonderful book. But what we're doing is we're looking at anxiety and we're saying, hey, you're a messenger and you're here to tell me something. What are you here to tell me? Are you telling me that I'm scared? Are you telling me that I'm grieving? Maybe my loss of identity. Are you telling me that I'm feeling insecure about what somebody might think or what I might think about something? Are you telling me that I haven't made space to slow down and be with my emotions? Are you telling me that I'm feeling pretty sensitive today, right? Even as women, we have different phases of our of our cycle and we'll mm-hmm. experience anxiety at different times because our body needs different things. So mm-hmm. if we find that we're experiencing anxiety at one point, the question then becomes like, what are you telling me? So we can do that by learning to understand the messengers of the body. What does it mean to you, right? What it means to you is going to be different than what it means to me when I experience anxiety because we both have different, we have different needs, different stories, different ways that we relate to the world. And so it's Mm -hmm. just understanding, okay, what does anxiety feel like in my body? What is it trying to tell me? What does it need? How can I meet that need either by myself, through self-soothing, through yoga, through meditation, through mindset shifts, through eating differently, through nurturing myself a little bit differently, or can I get that need met through community? Maybe I can say to my friend that I need this thing. Maybe we can do it together. I love that. I love that your 
encouraging people to look outside themselves, right? Because these are all kind of isolating practices, right? Meditation, yoga, these things that we can do. And I love that you just introduced community as as a huge piece of this, because sometimes we feel actually a lot of the time we feel like we should do this on our own, be able to, like you said, self-soothe and and find these modalities that just really work for us in, in the moment. But oftentimes that is community. So thanks for introducing that. Yeah, I just got goosebumps. I'm I'm pretty passionate about that one. Mm-hmm. I am too. Yeah. I, I totally get that. And how did you get into what you're doing right now? As far as I I know we all are where we are today because of an experience, right? So we I know that your practice comes from your alopecia experience. Other things kind of factor in as well. Yeah, I used to kind of think, you know, that most of it was my alopecia experience. And I think that over time, I'm beginning to realize that my alopecia experience, like many people's experience with alopecia, really only highlights a lot of the other stuff that's going on inside. So I mentioned before that I felt insecure about my body and that led me to yoga. And in my mind, I would have thoughts and I would say, oh, it's because of my hair loss that I feel that way. Mm -hmm. And to an extent, I think that is true. But, you know, I just, I didn't feel very good in my body for numerous reasons. And that led me to yoga. I think also what happened, like, to be completely honest with you, mental health has been something that has been inside of my community for, you know, a very long time. And it's been something that I've dealt with. And I tried to deal with it in the more traditional ways of, like, you know, self-soothing by yourself and figuring it all out and things like that. And just like finding ways to make it work. And it didn't work for me. It didn't work. Mm -hmm. And it led me feeling to feeling kind of more alone. And it really got to this point where I started practicing more of the inner work aspects of yoga. So getting to know yourself, studying yourself, joining up with community, understanding all the things that I've just mentioned. And that really gave me a sense of freedom. That is really what set me free. And I realized that I had been holding back on a lot of my gifts and it kind of just got to the point where I was like, you know what, why, why can't I share this? Why wouldn't I share this? Why, if I found something so wonderful, Mm -hmm. if I found something that's been so helpful for me, why wouldn't I share this? So I began sharing it online and just talking about it through the lens of yoga. And then I had all of these people asking more questions about it. And then it developed into this entire career where I have this amazing community that I get to support who also supports me through hair loss, through anxiety, through all of these different things. And it was as simple as just kind of saying, why can't I share more of who I am? That's awesome. And you've obviously done a lot of work around yourself and the fact that we go, okay, is this really something that other people will find valuable as well, right? Yeah. We all have that inner judge that either judges everyone else or judges ourselves or or just both. And the reality is everyone cares as much as we allow them to care, as much as we recognize ourselves and and share our own gifts, mm-hmm. people are going to care. People are going to resonate. Right, right. And there, there is always a group of people who are looking for exactly what you're providing. And would you like to share how people can find you when they're looking for you online? Yes, absolutely. Probably the best place to look at is just Sheridan, S-H-E-R-I-D-A-N, Ruth, 
R-U-T-H.com. It's kind of my home base, but I do spend a lot of time on Instagram and it's just underscore Sheridan Ruth underscore. And lately I've been speaking a little bit less about alopecia and more about the mental health side of things. Mm -hmm. So I look forward to having that conversation as well with everyone. If they want to come and just follow me on Instagram or send me a message or you can get my hair loss, I have like a hair loss empower bundle that you can access. And that way we can stay in contact via email. That's probably the best place to find me. That's fantastic. And you have, like you said, you have a free toolbox on your website and I'll put all of that in the show notes for sure. Would you like to talk about your course? Yeah. Acceptance and Confidence Ascension. Acceptance and Confidence Ascension is my little baby. I just changed the the host of it last night and I was looking at it and I'm just, <laughs> oh, it's so proud. I'm so proud of it. It was born out of, I did a little bit of one-on-one work with people with hair loss and it comes down in my experience, to two things. One, we want to accept it. We want that emotional freedom, Mm -hmm. right? We don't want to be moving in this crazy roller coaster of ups and downs, just going back, what am I doing? Mm -hmm. And we want to feel confident. We want to feel really confident in who we are and how we look and how we're managing it. We want to feel confident in our decisions. We want to feel confident to walk down to the shop and one day if we want to wear hair, we wear it. And if we don't, then we don't. We want to feel confident talking about it wonderful confident in ourselves. So what I've done is I've taken, I think that you can best bring it down to, and the way that people usually describe it is looking at it through mind, body, and soul. It's a four-month program. You can do it by yourself. You can kind of take yourself through the pre-recorded modules and practices and exercises and just do that at your own pace. Or you can do it while you're working with me if you'd like to dive a little bit deeper and have a little bit of extra support. But it's a four-month program that gives you tools for your body, so reconciling with your body and experiencing emotions and sensations in your body, understanding that really healing, like a lot of deep healing in the body and managing your mind, managing your thoughts, understanding and making sense of your thoughts and understanding we get in here a lot of identity. You know, a lot of us really identify with our thoughts. We think we are our thoughts. We follow our thoughts all day long. And alopecia actually says, you're not what you look like. You're not Mm -hmm. your thoughts. You're not any of this. So gives us this opportunity to re-identify with our thoughts and re-identify with who we are. And that's really kind of the mastery of the mind. And soul, for me, soul, however you relate to that, whether you relate to it through, you know, the Holy Spirit and religion, or maybe you're coming from a different background, or maybe you don't even believe in soul at all. We all understand there is a little bit of something inside of humans that is very difficult to describe, but it's there. And it's Mm -hmm. the thing that you see when you look at each other in the eyes. It's the thing that we feel when we're in community, right? It gives us a little bit more confidence and it gives us a little bit more ease managing life through connecting to your soul, whatever that means to you. Mm. And that's the program. I love that. That's awesome. I know a lot of people are really going to connect with this for sure. And you have a, looks like you have a wait list right now. I have a wait list for one-on-one work, but by the time this podcast is out, you should be able to go through the course. Like if someone wanted to go to the course right now and be like, I'm ready to I'm ready to feel acceptance and confidence. They would be able to access it, but I have a couple of weeks before I have space to actually work one-on-one with clients. Awesome. 
Fantastic. And I will put all of that information in the show notes so people can reach out to you and connect. I think this is fantastic. Is there anything else that you would like to add before we leave for the day? You know, this is my biggest message. This is the one thing that I will say until the cows come home is that if you're here and, you know, you're obviously experiencing alopecia in some way and you're at some part of your journey, I encourage you to prioritize the mental and emotional aspects in whatever way feels right for you. Really give yourself Mm -hmm. that support, whether that is listening to more podcasts or reaching out to somebody on Facebook, spending more time in the Facebook group, going and speaking with a professional, whatever it is, really prioritize your mental and emotional because then all of the other stuff just naturally falls into place. I totally agree with that. Thank you so much for that. And Sheridan, I just want to say, yeah, you bet. And I just want to say thank you so much for being with us today. Oh, I so appreciate it. Thank you for this this offering, the consistent work that you've done for the alopecia community. And it's it's really, really, I mean, you know that it's touched many, many lives and I know that it's touched many, many lives, but yeah, thank you for being a resource. You are so welcome. And I just look forward to sharing all you have to give as well. Thank you for sharing your time with us today. All of the ways to reach Sheridan can be found here in the show notes. Thanks again for joining us. We'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening. Join our Alopecia Life Facebook group and find out more information at headonlifecoaching.com. The information on this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment and is meant for general information purposes only. If you're enjoying these episodes and finding the tips helpful, please subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to and download podcasts.